Rocker. Hey, hey. <laughs> lighters up. <laughs> You can't see, but I'm, my tongue is out. It's giving Gene Simmons. Yeah. So I was saying to Maddie before we started potting that I think that the episode should be called Goo Goo Dolls. Anyone? <laughs> but like G-U-G-U. Because Guru? It wasn't half bad. Not, not too bad. But you know, our creative process is that we record the episode, yeah. listen back, mm-hmm. find the buzzwords, of which there always are. Always some. Um, and it might be Goo Goo Dolls this week. Yeah. Could be something else, Could though. be something else. We might have some Could brilliance. Sneak that, up. Girl, thank you for coming over to the rock side. Yeah. <laughs> so I came over and I requested the ox, <laughs> aka asked Maddie for the passcode to her phone. Yes. Uh, which she was very suspicious of, understandably. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I immediately. You didn't. Rem- you didn't memorize it, did you? No, I didn't. It's immediately gone. <laughs> Just like most things you tell me. Um, no. So I immediately popped on the good old Freebird Leonard guitar Skinner. solo, baby. <laughs> And I came out of the shower and Chloe was positively rocking and rolling, rocking out. Yeah. I feel like music has just never gone higher than that. Yeah. Music has never improved from that point forward. That's the apex. That's kind of the apex. I go through these periods where I'm over here just like, no, um, no, you can't deny it. I can't. I literally, I can't. What, how, what would you even, Yeah. It's undeniable. Better than Skinner? I don't know. Mm-mm. There's so much. Not much, baby. I mean, yeah, I go through these periods every like three years or so where Will I you suddenly really rock out. Like, I rock the fuck out. I mean, I wait, have we talked about this on pod? I'm dying to go to a rock show. Let's go to a rock show. Well, so I went to a rock show last night, basically. Yes, you did. So last you night. You went to an LA institution last night. I did indeed. I went to the Rainbow Room mm-hmm. or like, I was searching for it, like to tag it in my photos and it was like Rainbow Bar and Grill. And I was like, huh? You're like, that doesn't sound quite right. That doesn't sound right. But um, it is a Sunset Strip rocker haunt. Last night while you were there uh-huh. and I was scheduling my appearance with yeah. friend of the pod, Sam Buck, Sam Buck. <laughs> I kept being like, um, so it's at the rainbow room. That's the place where, um, um, and he kept being like, Maddie, no. And I was like, no, that's where, um, and he was like, it's not. And I was like, that's where river Phoenix overdosed. And he was like, not. I have been saying no <laughs> to the thought in your head. And I'll continue to and say <laughs> no, you didn't have to utter the words, well, but some shit went down there through history. Sure. It you, seems like the kind of place where, I mean, some shit went down last night. Wait, tell me. So, um, we had a little visit from none other than Corey Feldman. Wait, actually? Quite literally. You're not being serious. I'm being dead the fuck ass. Corey and I told Feldman. him about nose candy. <laughs> so if you're listening, Corey, hi. Hi, babe. Great to run into you last night. Guess what he was wearing? Wait, Chloe, I can't keep up right now. I know. You saw Corey Feldman at the iconic Rainbow Room yes. on the Sunset Strip. One hundo. As though he never left? Yeah. This is un- That's where he hangs out. It's where he hangs out. And this was on a Saturday. Yeah. 
Was he there with an entourage? Uh-huh. Was the crew other child stars from the 80s? No. It was him, a huge bodyguard, and <laughs> and he was there also with his uh like uh, like a guitarist or something from his band. Like someone who is does his tours. So he rocks out. He rocks out. And he was there they were there because they were like there were bands playing in the little like band area right. and they were coming to watch a drummer from this other band to like scout. Wait, so we need to get him an EGOT. I know. He's, I, it's forthcoming. He's a multi hyphen. Well, I came out from having a cigarette and like Rosie and Mary Rachel were like, oh my God, we saw Corey Feldman. Oh my God. Uh, I'm like freaking out. And then he came back and Rosie was talking to him and then she called me over and she was like, Oh, this is my fragrance friend, Chloe. She's so sweet about that. So sweet. And then he was like, oh yeah, I love fragrances too. And he was talking about fragrances for a while. What does he wear? And so he was, he was like, what am I wearing? And like, he was like, smell me. And I smelled him. What do you think he was wearing? It's one that you know. Is it a Tom Ford? No. Am I close? Mm-mm. It's... Brand that has a perfume that we like, but it's not the only like. I don't know. Mugler Alien. Oh. Uh-huh. Jasmine Grape Soda. Very much so. How was it on him? It was good. It was really pretty. It was very Grape Soda. I loved it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. But so I will say in general, like my experience there and sober a big thing is that like I'm in my dry January month still. So I was like stone cold, Steve Austin sober. When I was thinking about potting today, I was like, Oh, Chloe was out last night and I just like got drunk at Prado in the afternoon. And I was, I'm like kind of feeling it today. And I was like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. We'll both be a little like, la la la. Yeah. you are sharp as a damn talk. Well, babe, I actually have uh, interesting facts to report to our audience. You can still feel like absolute shit uh, <laughs> when you don't drink. Yeah. Just there, there's ways to do it. It's totally achievable. Congratulations. Like, <laughs> don't worry. Even if you're not drinking, you can still wake up feeling like absolute fucking shit. What was it like being sober at a rocker bar? It was, it was tough. Yeah. I mean, it was like, okay, so first of all, I had the best time of my fucking life mm. and would go there again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But there are elements, there are just certain elements to like being out and about in the world while not drinking that like you kind of are just like, oh, this is just harder because you start to like realize that everyone around you is drunk and then you're not and you're like a little like, okay. Right. And then it just kind of for me is the thing of like stamina. Like I'm like, they were all being like, oh my God, let's go to another bar. Like late, like, like at like 1 a.m. And I was like, I don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and like my old creaking bones need to be in bed yeah but the other element of being sober is that like i truly cannot like deal with like male attention like i i, I have no stamina for it i have no patience for it i have no tolerance for it unwanted yeah yeah. I mean, wanted a whole different story. Right. I think if there was any wanted attention, <laughs> I have yet to experience what that would feel like. But, um, 
I think that my threshold for that would be a little higher. Right. All um, things considered. But I would probably be a little less like loosey goosey, you know? I know. Anyway, I just feel like it's just interesting to note that like sobriety makes all that shit feel so different. Mm-hmm. I feel like in general, I've been like ducking and dodging like bizarre male attention lately mm. so much well that's good i mean if you're ca- if you're manifesting if you're a man manifesting exactly <laughs> but that is evidence that there's stuff out there even though it's random yeah can i tell my uber story oh that shocked me it was shocking that really shocked me. and this is just mostly a cautionary tale for the gals out there honestly yeah. Well, Chloe, okay. You did something that's... <laughs> I did bad. You did bad. I, I fucked up. Tell the story. I, I, I fucked Just, up. Tell the story. Tell yeah. the story. No, but like, I'll, I'll own that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was in an Uber earlier this week. First mistake. Yeah, first mistake. <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Walk, bitch. Yeah. If you're in an Uber right now, get the fuck out. <laughs> you're on the highway i don't care <laughs> so i was in an uber and i got in and this guy was being like really like friendly but small talky and like very chill and normal professional professional talking about like like just casually mentioning his wife his kid da 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 having like really normal small talky conversation like talking about the weather, all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. And then at one point we were talking about, I was being like, oh, getting a ride back from LAX is such hell with Uber. It's so expensive. It's so annoying. And he's like, well, you know, I do offer this service where, you know, I give flat rate rides like outside of Uber to like circumvent the, you know, extra charges. And it's like a mutually beneficial thing. It's better for me. It's better for the rider. Like if you want, I, you know, we could exchange numbers and I'll have, you know, you can give me a call or like set it up in advance and I'll just charge you a flat rate. And it sounded so well, because he was using above words, board, he was re- using words like rate. He said things such as circumvent. Totally, you were really like, okay, and he's done not, this before. He he made it sound like he did this for other people too. Right. So I was like, which by the way, he might, he might. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like, and I've heard about this before too. Yeah, I've done, I've done it. I've I've heard that that yeah. happens. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, okay, sure. And this guy seemed super normal. So I. He was like, oh, well, you know, Uber doesn't usually like for us to exchange personal info. Is, are you sure it's okay? And I was like, yeah. I gave him, my, I, you know, my number. I texted him. I was like, hey, it's Chloe from Uber. Later that night. Oh, the text message I received. <laughs> Can I read it? Should yeah. I read it? <laughs> it? It shocked me to my core. I, when you... When you kind of laid out the terms of the exchange, I wasn't shocked by the message, I'll tell you. But sure. But okay. Yeah. So he said, Hi, Chloe. Hey, I was just thinking about you. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, I am a straight divorced man with a child, and I think you are a beautiful, immaculate woman. Wait, he said straight? Yeah. Straight divorced man? 
straight divorced man seeks beautiful immaculate woman. <laughs> and he said, I was thinking about charging you for the trips, but I want to retract that. I would like to offer you free trips for life. Mm-hmm. All that it will cost you is friendship. <laughs> is your soul. I mean, that's very like sugar baby. Yes. I don't want anything in return. I'd love to take care of you. And all I want is your friendship and companionship. Uh Yeah. Uh Yeah. After sending that, he said, I am lonely and have lived a selfish life. And then he sent another text message that said, I'm trying to be less greedy and less of an asshole. That part kind of threw me. All of that is deeply troubling. So did you tell him that you are, want to continue in your selfish life? Babe, I hit the block. Yeah. I hit the old block yeah, immediately. Block and report. Blockarella. Um, so yeah. So that's been my week in male attention. Yeah. Speaking of being transfixed by someone's physical beauty oh! and not, and unable to look away. Um, we had an interesting week in perfume and we're going to have a whole bonus episode about it because it Rocks. took our breath away. You know what it does? It rocks. It rocks. It rocks. Um, We had Blake Mm -hmm. who shout the fuck out. Yeah. You are (laughs) an amazing listener. You're you're the friend that I've always wanted. You Um, are the sister. What is that fucking Oprah thing? He is the sister that I've always wanted. Yeah. Truly. Um, But he sent us some amazing bottles and we're going to review them in a bonus up. So Blake, we love and adore you and thank you so much. Thank you. You. Thank you. Truly. Um, so I've been having fun with those bottles, but I also have been having fun with another bottle because Ooh. Chloe, you had an idea for the episode theme, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I bought it for the bottle. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I had a variety of things to choose you, from to bring. It, you know what? You are very that. I, I am. I think that there are some perfumes, like probably, well, frankly, like all of my perfumes. When I first got into my scent journey, Mm -hmm. you're at Scent Bar. It's way too scary to talk to the people because they're so intimidating. So you get there and there's like shelves of like all of these diverse perfumes. You don't know what's what. You're attracted with the eye first. Totally. We eat with our eyes. Mm -hmm. The eye has to travel. Fundamentally, I think most bottles I have, I bought for the bottle on some level, like Jorm Studios. Yeah. I don't think that, I'm just attracted to the way that those bottles look. Okay. On the Jorm note, I find myself so just intrinsically less drawn Mm. to the ones that are not the bright color. I know. So psychology vibes. I gotta say it like makes a huge difference. And like the scents that are within them, I'm sure are Are just just as as fucking good. Yeah. But like, I just have no interest in really, I actually went to scent bar and smelled, um, what is the one that comes, um, on a recommendation from someone it's like phantosmia or something. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's one of the non-bright color bottles. And it was nice. Uh, but you're like, if this was, if this were fuchsia. It would be a whole different fucking story. It's interesting. I mean, they're very good at graphic design. Yeah. And even the ones that are black and white, I think are very beautiful. It's not that they're not beautiful. They don't catch the eye in the same way. I didn't say she wasn't beautiful. I said she wouldn't look beautiful tonight. <laughs> you know? A little crystal of Asia. I do think that honestly, yeah, it's 
it's one of those things where like, do I have perfumes that have kind of whatever bottles? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You're not wearing the bottle out of the house, you Mm. know? But am I drawn to a great bottle? Hell fucking yeah, bitch. Every day of the week. You know what bottle is so good? What? The original Opium by Mm. YSL. It's so like chinoiserie in this way where you're Uh just like, okay, well, this is not like allowed anymore. But it looks like it looks like a perfume bottle. It's called opium. It's completely legible. Yeah. But the little lid looks like bamboo. Oh, glam. Hello. Wait, actually, this is a good start to the theme. Like, do you have off the top of your head a favorite bottle? I like, okay, I was listening to a podcast once that was, um, I think it was maybe Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. That had a man on who was talking about women's vaginas. And cool. The, <laughs> I know it's fascinating. And the question was like, do you have aesthetically like a type of vagina that you like to look at? And he said something that I thought was actually very beautiful, where he was like, I obviously like all of them. I like the way all of the all of them look. But He's like for, a hole is a hole. <laughs> well, he said, but he was like, for me, the ones I like the most are the ones that make the most sense on the person that they're with. Okay. So the ones that feel like they're most fully realized mm-hmm. in the larger context of the individual. Interesting. So it's an idea that really that's, stuck with me. <laughs> something. But there, but perfume is the same. It's like that opium bottle. I don't think that it's necessarily like the coolest bottle I've ever seen. Right. But the fact that it's like kind of like, you know, problematic orientalist 1970s. Yeah. It's called opium. It's YSL, which was very much, you remember like mm-hmm. 70s, like caftan stuff. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's very much within that fully realized universe. Totally. So out of context, I don't know if it would be my favorite bottle, but within that context, I think it's perfect. Totally. Paloma Picasso is the same. Aromatics is the same. Yeah. I was going to say aromatics elixir is like really up there for me. It's so beautiful. It just is like, that's what perfume should look like. It looks like a salve or something. It looks mm-hmm. like a remedy. Yeah. I mean, and we talk about this all the time, but the CDG pebble bottles. The pebble. Are yes. really good. Even girl, the CK1 bottle. Yeah. That looks like, what's it even look like? It's so 90s with the twist off cap mm-hmm. and like the like pewter color. Yeah. I know I love just from looking at them on Fragrantica, but I don't think I've ever seen them in real life. The like Nina Ricci ones. There's like a lot of like very kooky, like sculptural bottles that they do. I like a kooky, personally, I love a kooky sculptural. I mean, I love the fucking Salvador Dali ones. Those are amazing. Those are amazing. If I hadn't brought that last week, I would have brought it for this. I need to go buy that right away. Laguna. That unripe banana. Yeah, it's good. Green. And I'm curious to know whether the rest of those scents are as good. That's the only one that I've heard recommended. That's the same. The bottle design for all of them fucking rocks my world. Yeah. The nose and mouth is just so good. 
I'm trying to think of others that I love. Like, I mean, as we talked about last episode, Chanel number five is kind of like inarguably beautiful, fucking great, beautiful. Yeah. Like that is iconography for sure. Dracar Noir. <laughs> You're like Kais. Kais. Um yeah, I feel like it's kind of like it has to be a little bit contextual whenever we're considering exactly. any of them. Exactly. Because it is about like what's the relationship between the bottle design and the juice that's in the bottle and the cultural context of where it sits. But I'll tell you, babe, philosophically, I think we do hold different views about this because mm-hmm. you will straight up purchase something sight on not sight unseen smell and smells yeah a hundred percent for the bottle hundred percent i've never done that well and the thing that i brought is that it was that so should i should we start i'd love to so before we get into it babe mm-hmm. what, yes. do, what what exactly do we do on this little little pod we do a lot so cool. We chug a guru. We First smoke, and foremost. We smoke a cig. Yep. We try to like smoke a cig in silence so that we don't ruin our pod topics. Yep. Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Um, okay. We rate fragrances according to five categories. And what are those? And what are those? And as Maddie said last week, we rate them. What did she say? Like a school system. Yeah. A school grading but system. But we're nice teachers, apparently. <laughs> okay. So we do... Initial spritz. Dry down. Longevity. Bottle design. Name. Period. Period. And so this time around, it's going to be really interesting because the bottle design is obviously the like really formative part of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we do this as a blind smell is interesting too, because it's like first and foremost about what it smells like. It's going to be important for you, babe, Mm -hmm. in particular, if this is a fragrance that you've fallen in love with because Mm -hmm. of the way it looks, now we're going to get raw and real. I know. I'm actually excited about that with this one. Okay. So close your eyes and I will uh, daub and dab and spritz. Spray me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fruity vanilla. Yep. I've smelled this before. Have you? Okay, Miss Poker Face. Miss Gaga. Poker Face. Poker Face. Have you now? I actually genuinely don't know if you've smelled my of this before because I've been saving it for you. It smells like a pink sugar flanker. Yeah, it does. It smells like a fruity pink sugar. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you remember the zebra stripes gum? Yes. That's this. That's this. It's like vanilla, Mm -hmm. creamsicle, like orangey, but it's fruit where you're just like, it's orange or strawberry or apple or, you know, it's just like kind of that. Melange. Is that melange? <laughs> yeah, it's the spice. Melange. <gasps> I love when you go French. Um, yeah, it's really, this is such an interesting one to smell blind because, like, you smelling it blind is making me smell it. Like, it, of it, like, course. That's why this is, 
<laughs> That's why our format is so good, guys. <laughs> no, but really, though, it is actually really interesting to, like, re-examine something that I really know, like, well through knowing what the bottle looks like, but through a lens as if I don't. Yeah. I... It's orange cream's a call. Yeah. Lime, too. Lime zest. Is there a note in this that is... Licorice? Yeah. I was going to say, is it that signature to me? A little, yeah. Yeah. But that's the pink sugar thing. Exactly. It's like... Yeah. Licorice and citrus and Mm -hmm. vanilla and sponge sugar. It's sweet as a bitch. This is an incredibly sweet fragrance. But don't you get orange? I feel like it's orange cotton candy. Yeah, a little bit of orange for sure. I think that, yeah, like my main impressions of it right off the bat are like strong vanilla base. Mm. Sweet as fucking hell. Mm. Like tablespoon after tablespoon of sugar. Yeah. Um, licorice, which is kind of good to like, it gives uh, a little deepen zip. it a little bit. Yeah. It zags. Yeah. I, I think without the licorice, it would be a little too much to deal with, but it does that pink sugar thing. How do you feel about this babe? Where it's that cheap licorice mm-hmm. aldehyde and it smells like licorice, but I'm not going to be out here telling you it smells good. I kind of agree. I mean, I think that like it has that licorice note in it, mm-hmm. which which like balances it in a way. Mm. But like, it takes you on a little journey. I will. Yeah. I didn't think I would be. Um... So the thing that I get from this mostly, mm-hmm. and we might have to wait for it to get into the dry down of it to really pull this out. But it has that extremely pervasive grape soda, like Robitussin kind of note that for me is the one note that like lasts a lifetime on me. Mm. And I, I still don't know the, like where we've gotten with that, like, like grape cough syrup, whatever that note is, mm-hmm. when that's in fragrances, that, that stays on me for the rest of my life. It's a diamond top. Yeah. You're right. It is grape soda. Um, I think I know what it is. Do you? I think I do. Well, do you? I fucking do. <laughs> Tell me. Is it the women's Lolita Lampica? It's a Lolita Lampica. Whip it out, girl. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You did guess it. It is Lolita Lampica. We'll uh, we'll rate it to y'all. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. She just has a bloodhound's nose. Oh, it's different than I thought. Oh I my! Told you, babe. You see? Do you remember the film Billy Madison? <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm not gonna do a Billy Madison impression on Paul. Please don't. <laughs> I wish you would not. It's a Billy Madison bottle. I would like to include the clip that I'm thinking of in the promo. Okay. Um, this bottle is a work of genius. It's a work of art. It's absolutely stunning. So what is the name of the fragrance? I couldn't tell you. Ooh. You could. Lolita Land. Lolita well, Land. Well, that kind of ruins it, right? Why? The script. I want it to be just oh, like a I classic. Love it. You like it? 
It looks like a tattoo. I love it. I love the Lolita Lampica aesthetic. It's okay, so, so like Chloe's in love. I'm I can love. see and I don't want to be condescending, but sometimes Please. when we're in love, we can't really see. <laughs> we can't I'm really... blinded by love. You're blinded by love. Um, okay. This bottle is, it looks like, and stay with me, it looks like an Alice in Wonderland pumpkin. Pumpkin on the bottom. On the bottom. The, the actual bottle with the juice looks like an Alice in Wonderland pumpkin. The color of the juice is a coral... It's like a coppery orange. It's a stunning color. Gorgeous. And the cap is unlike anything I've ever laid eyes on. I believe it is a mix between a fawn Mm -hmm. and a swan. Uh Uh-huh. With a frosted pair of wings and a crystal clear face and body lying atop a beautiful Pumpkin. anemone but there's that pretty flower oh, there's an anemone i didn't even notice that part of it so wow yeah so there no notes at all it's it, so the cap just to describe really what we're talking about the cap is a sculptural glass like masterpiece it looks like and a there's Greek. other little things too. There's like a little snail, and there's a little dragonfly on this side. There's a whole um, menagerie. There's a whole menagerie, and it really looks like like a Greek half swan, half deer, yeah, creature. It's so like. What is the aesthetic of Lolita Lampica? How would you describe that? Because, like, you know the aesthetic of the rest of her stuff. There's, like, her font, it do be curling and swirling. It's a curly bitch. I mean, it's very, like, fantasy forest nymph in a 90s way. It's kind of Tim Burton-y, No. I think it's exactly what it is. It's a little Tim Walker y also. It's very Tim Walker. It's very Tim Burton, but it's Tim Burton. It's 80s Tim Burton. 80s Tim Burton. It's like Edward Scissorhands. It's not exactly. It's not Wonka, y'all. No. That's the thing. It's like it's it's like old school. But it's also, is it not also like 90s singer songwritery, totally. like Tori Amos vibes? It's, exactly. It's so Tori Amos to me. And I I, I I'm obsessed with the Lolita Lampica aesthetic, even though it's not like my aesthetic. Yeah. I think it's like so satisfying. It scratches an itch for me in such a way. So this is supposed to be an orange perfume. Is it though? You don't think so? I mean, it smells orange and the juice be orange, so. I don't know. I mean, I think that like the more you're harping on the orange of it all, the more I'm like, hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's some orange Maybe in here. Maybe we got some orange in the mix. Okay, but we do have a point of contention on the text on the label. Oh, I love it. It says Lolita Land in Chloe's signatures, curly Q font, which I'm fine with, but because mm-hmm. the bottle looks like a, cra- a classic crystal decant, mm-hmm. to then see this font, it looks like it's like a tattoo that was stamped on in black ink on this beautiful unmarge crystal foundation. It's better for having that on it. Okay, agree to Disagree. what? <laughs> agree yeah. to beep. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's get into some ratings, shall we? 
we're being silly gooses because it's so really hard. Silly. It's so, no, we're going to rate and we have this gorgeous bottle in front of us. But See, okay. I know, well, but you guessed it, so I couldn't. Not really. We just wanted to look at it so bad. Yeah. But it does, if you remember that Lolita Limpica girl's perfume, It in my memory, the Lolita, Lolita Limpica like, brand was for young women. Yeah, but for young goth women. Young goth women. I think that the, the thing is that they're also kind of goth. It's like mm. whimsical, early 90s goth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's so good. So the frag. Yeah. So do you want me to hide the bottle? Yeah. I'll put it away so we're not like influenced while we're making our smart. I think that's smart. And then I'll bring it back. Opening for me, I give a B plus because like, you know, it's not a, not that this is like a, whether it's expensive or not means it's good or not, but like you can tell right away it's a cheapie. For sure. Which is fine and like charming, um, but it's not uh, like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Though I give it a B plus for delight because it's yeah. that zebra stripe chewing gum. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I feel like when I first got it, I was so like infatuated with the bottle. Yeah, that I was like willing myself to be obsessed with the fragrance. And the more I've like played with it, the more I'm like, well, I don't think I'm actually obsessed with I the think fragrance. Smell good on you. It's not. Maybe I have smelled it on you, babe, and that's why you it's certainly familiar. have. I mean, I've definitely worn it a bunch. Was this when you were actually being naughty, naughty? And the other night when I was like, "You smell good," and you were like, "I'm wearing Angel, you dumb bitch, your favorite perfume," and I was like, "Really?" And you were like, "Well, I layered three things on top of it." Was this in the mix? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Little devil. Little devil. <laughs> Yeah, so I do, yeah, I do be layering with this. Okay. I will say in my experience with it, because like I'm glad that we're talking about it now and not when I first bought it Mm -hmm. because I've gotten to have a little bit more of like a relationship with it and like understand how I actually feel about it more so than if we had been doing this like right after I bought it, I would have been like A plus, A plus, A plus. And I don't think that's true. (laughs) Okay, so we brought you back down to earth. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. You're not on planet Chloe anymore. I'm like, that's not exactly true, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I did. So back to, we're talking about <laughs> Madam Web again, I guess. So I would give the opening a B plus also mm-hmm. for different reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. Reasons that I won't go into. <laughs> no, I, okay. So for me, I think it's like, I both like and I'm a little like, whew, it's heady how sweet it is on first blast. Mm-hmm. It's a blast. It's, it's sponge sugar up the what? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be really down with sweet for this. Ethel Maltol for my raw material heads. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, like, there are times where this is the fragrance wardrobe of the day. Yeah. Like, where just like the scenario calls for. When you're wearing Forever 21. Exactly. Or when you're spiritually wearing Forever 21. Yeah. It's or, a very Forever 21 coated fragrance. I think that, like, at this point, I have a lot of fragrances in my little fragrance library that work for like 
a slutty night out in a scoochie dress. Right. And this is one of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kinda. And like, listen, that's actually great for my lifestyle because my lifestyle is very all about being a little slut in a scoochie dress. Scoochie girl. Scoochie <laughs> So it's like, that's a positive, but it's also like a little bit like headachey. I know that's like a bad word sort of. Mm. It's a little like... Is that your experience when you wear it? Too rich for my blood. When I, when I, cause God knows I like to rock a headachey frog sure. also with a perfume like that. My method of application is generally, I don't like to get it too close to my face. Mm-hmm. So I keep it on like my arms and wrists. The body. And, yeah. The lower half of my body. Observant body. Adi, adi. Uh, but then it's just kind of like an aura around you, but you don't have to be so like in the cloud. Yeah. I think that like, Again, I've had good experiences wearing this. Mm. I enjoy wearing it. I think it's like, it fits right in, in my like collection. Yeah. In that section of it. Yeah. Do I think it's like really like groundbreaking? Do I think it's really reinventing the wheel? No. I think that they're ones that I would find kind of like more challenging and more headachey and more offensively sweet because this has at least the licorice element that I think kind of blends nicely and balances it. Chloe, get your nose back in that. I'm going to say words. I think you'll be in agreement. Okay. Licorice tea. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. That like this is the thing. It's it, there are interesting things going on with it. It's it not smells like smells like you know that tea because licorice tea that you drink to settle your yes. stomach. It is sweet. It is naturally sweet. Naturally, like sweet. you don't have to sweeten it at yes. all. Yes. Yep. So there is the dry down. I did not at all expect the dry down to be different from yeah. the opening. You lose a lot. There's still that. Um, spun sugar thing, Mm -hmm. but you lose a lot of the citrus, obviously that's in the opening. So that thing, that's like the orange lime zest. And then it's kind of cool in the dry down. The dry down is, is very vanilla. But don't you get tea? Like black tea with licorice. Definitely. As soon as you said tea, I was like, Oh, tea. That's, that's fucking tea. (laughs) That's tea, bitch. Yeah. I, I like that element of the dry down. The fucking grape soda thing just sticks to my skin like mm. glue. Did you give it a B plus in the opening? I gave it a B plus in the opening. Okay. For the dry down, oh, I don't know. I think I might have to give it a B minus. I, I mean, it- okay, so it's hard to say. I almost want to give it like three grades because yeah. I'm like opening B plus the scent of it sort of like midway through Mm -hmm. maybe a minus even where Mm -hmm. it's at right now, which is like, you know, sort of a little bit cooled cooled off into that black tea licorice thing. I like that. Oh, the dry down's really different. The far dry down where it's literally just that grape soda note. Oh, you lose the tea and the licorice. It just, that's the part that sticks to me. Okay, well, we don't need to. We don't need to talk about the future. Be here. Yeah, but like that's a really big part of my experience with this frag. Oh, why, can, was, why was, can't I speak my was, truth? That was yesterday. <laughs> Let me speak I my wanna, truth. I just want to give it a high grade because I am shocked. 
uh-huh. by this middle area. I mean, I trust you if you say that the dry down is vastly different. I have not experienced that. So allow me to bump her sure. to A minus land yeah. for me for the dry down. If we're just talking about what we're experiencing right now, which is that black tea licorice. This I give an A minus for sure. Oh, for sure. And I think that like, again, I don't want to sound like I don't like this fragrance. No, no, no. I wear this fragrance pretty frequently. Yeah. Like I like it. Yeah. Smell it again. Tell me you don't get that grape soda thing. It's in there. It hasn't done a full takeover yet. Yeah. Because for me, it just is like, my experience of the scent is, oh, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Oh, that's all that it is. It just bums you out. Yeah. All that it is. And then I'm like, I smell like Robitussin. Well, then let me guess what your grade for longevity is. So my longevity you, grade is going to be like a C, which it does not mean it has no longevity. It has a really potent, really, really tenacious longevity. The, the wrong kind of longevity. But the wrong kind of tenacious. It's tenacious D. Tenacious. I, I, I give it a tenacious D. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to give it like a C minus in terms of how I feel about it for longevity. Um, I am hopeful that I will not share in that experience that it goes grape soda. So if it just stays in this black tea, black licorice, I'll give it a B for longevity. Yeah. I love, I mean, girl, you'll know I love licorice. I yeah. feel like I'm very into where it's, it's at w- right now. But Chloe, again, let's be honest with ourselves. It, no. this is <laughs> This is the worst kind of licorice. It's like, Sickly sweet, sickly sweet, yeah. very artificial. It's like the like like really cheap like off brand one from Rite Aid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bottle design. Okay, well, so yeah. So, what was your grade for Longev? What did you say? Oh, um, I'm gonna grade a wi- under the misapprehension that what I'm smelling right now is what I'm gonna smell in the full dry down. Sure. So I said B for Longev. Yeah. Okay. Assuming that, because I don't think that what I'm smelling right now, yeah. I would be shocked that it would last so long. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm just saying, okay. Just a, uh, you know, time I tr- travelers. Uh, <laughs> I trust you and I believe you. I just want to live in a delusion. Sure. I love that. Yeah. I would love to let you do that. <laughs> um, so bottle design. Mm. And now I'll bring her back out. Mm watch the grades for everything else just skyrocket up because it's the bottle is for me it's an a plus it's an a plus i mean okay well close if it's an a plus i can talk about it as to why yeah to me it's like both an a plus because i think it's just like genuinely organically i'm like it's pretty yeah and like my brain just responds to it in that way and I don't fight it. I don't fight that at all. On the other level, I'm like, I know that this is fucking plastic. I know that this is cheapy. I'm not stupid. I'm a woman of the world. Chloe, you're a lot of things. You know what I mean? Stupid is not one of them. No, 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 no. But so, like, then the rest of the A-plus comes in when I start to think about it, like, as, uh, like, an object that exists to signify like subcultural things and like eras and all the stuff I was talking about before. It's like this funny, like Tim Burton-y, Tim Walker-y uh, kind of like 
goth 90s, like Tori, Tori Amos, singer songwriter cafe vibe. Yeah. And like, it's very whimsical like, goth, spooky, ooky, kooky curls. You're not such, well, you're not a tailor. You're not like a Swifty at all. But like, yeah. she had her Willow era where she kind of tried to do this do and was so yeah. nerdy. But this is like the goat. Yeah. And see, the thing is, it's like, none of that is like my aesthetic. Yeah. But there's something really like weirdly satisfying to me that it's like, that aesthetic being reproduced in these like cheapy DP materials. It, it has to be that. Yeah. I don't know why that like part of it satisfies me. Like if this was like a crystal, I was like, I wouldn't like it as much. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. The kitschiness of it. The kitschiness of the it. The kitsch of it all. Yeah. It's like kind of twee. Like a, fa- oh, yeah. a, like a fawn with wings. Give me a break. Yeah. It's beyond twee. Okay. This is a deep cut, but... Did you ever watch that show on Bravo years ago, Work of Art? Yes. <laughs> and it had Mr. Chow's daughter Who? as like the- Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot host. about that. I forgot about that. But and it's just like my dad has a restaurant, so I am qualified <laughs> to talk about art. <laughs> Love that. Well, on the first season, I watched both the two seasons of that show, by of the way. Of course you did. Yes, I did. Um, on the first season of that show, the runner-up was this girl named Peregrine. Do you remember her? I keep telling the story. <laughs> and her like artistic practice was like twee in exactly this way. Her, her final show that she put together had like a taxidermied fawn. Okay, so this is peregrine coded. It's deeply peregrine coded. I mean, it's peregrine. Peregrine, yeah. Okay, have you, I'm glad that we're talking about this. Have you ever seen someone from a reality competition in the wild before? Girl, yes. And actually I have another story about a funny incident with a work of art contestant. (laughs) I was in a hot yoga class at 4 p.m. in New York City when I was like 23 and so insanely broke and had just moved there. Mm -hmm. And one of the runners up from the first season of um, what's the make it work show project. Runway. Project Runway. Yeah. One of the runners up from the first season Whoa. was in my yoga class and I kept being like, she looks so familiar. Like, how do I know this bitch? Now there's so many of them sure. that walk amongst us, but that was also in the era. Like if you think back to like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ever followed her on Insta. I, did, I don't even think I had Instagram. Yeah. So the idea of like, I have an awareness of this person still, it, she had completely been erased from my consciousness. Yeah. And then to just encounter her and she really was just like a real person. She didn't have like a low level hum of fame. No, yeah. Now if you're on a reality show, you're like automatically, yeah. even if you're ejected the first episode, you're automatically like in some kind of a level. Halo. There's a halo. <laughs> Let me see a halo, halo. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all of my different, um, like reality show run-ins. So, okay. While we're talking about work of art, Mm. there was a girl who was on the second season named Lola, who was like the like hot girl terrorist of that year where she was just like hot and like got all the way to the finale or something by being hot and woman tings. Yeah. Like woman tings. (laughs) And so I 
went to New York and I had like the most cursed, I was like meeting someone who I had been hooking up with. And then like, we got to this thing. It was like my friends from high school's band was playing. And I was like, oh my God, like, let's all go to get like, let the, let's the two of us go together. And then I was going to stay at his house and we we're going to fuck. And then we went to the show. I walk in and like, there's this whole group of like music people that the, uh, the guy who I was like, coming there with knew already. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he saw that this group of people was there, he was just like, and like ignored me the whole rest of the night. Loser. And I like didn't know anyone else other than my (gasps) friend who was playing in the show. And so I was just like drinking, like I just was like, like binge drinking alone basically. And like being like completely ignored. And then um, like, this guy who I was supposed to, whose house I was like supposed to stay at, we were like gonna fuck, whatever, like <laughs> came back at one point in the night and was basically like, yeah, like you can like sleep on my couch, I guess, but like, I don't wanna fuck. And I was like, Ugh! And you're like, couch sounds good. I'd love to accompany you home. I was like, okay. Do you wanna share an Uber? Yeah, and so then I went outside and I was like chain smoking too. And then I went outside and was like smoking a cig. And at that very moment, I was like blackout, smoking a cig, like crying maybe. And this girl, Lola, <laughs> walked past me. The from, most beautiful woman in the world. And I was like, this is just fitting that yeah. like during like the lowest moment of my life, <laughs> Low, low. This fucking bitch. <laughs> low, 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 la. Shorty got low, 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 <laughs> low, 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 la. But so then, um, yeah, that was my that was my work of art sighting. And this is very just to like <laughs> return to the bottle. Oh. This bottle is very like. Here's your assignment, work of art contestants. Period. <laughs> Design a perfume like, bottle in collaboration with brand Lolita Lempica. <laughs> Yeah. And the winner will receive a free case of perfume. Oh my God. That would be truly like a challenge from that show. I want to rewatch that show. Not me. I have a life to live. But (laughs) (laughs) what do you give this bottle? I give it an A plus. Of course you do. Did I give it something? No. I rated it before, but you didn't. Uh, You've how silent she's become. A. Okay. You want to explain that? No, I want you to smell what I brought. Babe. <laughs> We're here to I'm talk about the bottle. Talk about the bottle. What do you feel? <clears throat> I hate sharing my feelings like this. Babe, it's hard for me. Open up. <laughs> okay, no. So there the Alice in Wonderland of it all, yes. I think is really beautiful and romantic. It's very and something this is like so we've this is not gonna be funny. Can I be not funny for a sec? Sure. Can I make a bad joke? Yes. We've been texting about our different episodes mm-hmm. and calling them the blank sode. So, like, you know, the the dupe sode, the dupe sode, the vetivera sode. It doesn't always yeah. work. No. <laughs> so the word sode has been a buzzword in our chats, and yeah. I made a hilarious joke about Chloe being on her sode box. <laughs> Anyone? I okay. I lolled in the moment in the room. You had to be there. You had to be there. So I'm gonna get on my soapbox right okay. now. And my soapbox for a while has been there's nothing for girls anymore. Yeah. Everything is. It's interesting because we live in a very infantilized 
culture uh, yeah. where we're all treated like we're babies that can't make our own decisions and have to live by these rules of society that are completely fake and made up and not in our best interest, but we play along because we don't want to get canceled. Yeah. Random. Random. However, if you are a girl, you are told to look up to women mm-hmm. like Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, Kim Petras. <laughs> Kim Basinger. <laughs> and not Kim Possible. No, no, who no. Who is, that's. The that's kind, a child, That's baby. a child. That's yeah. for girls. So this is a bottle that I feel like is really for girls. And that to me is very sweet. I like that because it is kind of like, like the like whimsical, magical girlhood sort of thing. It's sweet. And it's like very like desexualized. It's very like. It's not supposed, it doesn't look expensive. I mean, it looks. Um, no, but that's the, that's what I like about it. I like that it looks like tchotchke. Yes. I like that it looks. Oh, that's perfectly put. It looks very tchotchke. You know, I, I'm a sucker for a fucking tchotchke. Oh my God. I have to take you to my grandmother's house. Oh, I will go the fuck an, orf for that. hog heaven. My, my dad like decorated the house I grew up in in a very tchotchke heavy style. I love that. So like he would always put like little, he would make like little configurations of little, like, like an action figure next to like a small, like historical artifact, like sculpture next to like a whatever. That is so cute. He, he was like very, it like really tickled him to do things like that. So That's that so really like got so ingrained in me as like my aesthetic. And so Anything that gives me like tchotchke. Well, the cap, I love. if you take the cap off the bottle, it just fully is a tchotchke. Literally. Okay. And like when the bottle is empty, I will be doing that. So isn't it interesting that it's like this dichotomy between, why is that the worst word? I love the word. I hate it for some reason. Dichotomy. <laughs> That's why I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate it because I feel like it's one of those words that dumb people used to sound smart. 100%. Anyway, it's very dichotomy pilled. This yeah. bottle. It's very dichotomous. It's very Ooh. dichotomous. Um, this bottle is simultaneously super little girl, but then so old lady. Yeah. But the there is kind of like this. Well, that's like a grandma. Grandma. Well, and it's grandma the hanging of life. out with her little granddaughter. Close the circle of life, is it not? It's cute. Okay, so this bottle represents, I think, everything that God put on earth mm. and. Um, I changed my rating to an A plus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like the, like the fun with the wings is like imagination. It's so imagination. It's really cute to me. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. A and then name Lolita land. <laughs> Lolita land. Why can't I say it? Lolita I, land. It, Chloe, tell me how you feel. Don't think it's a great name for a perfume. Think it is a great play on words and sounds amazing. I don't, I think land for a perfume is odd. Doesn't evoke yeah. place. I like seeing it written in the script on the bottle, which me I know too. you hate. No, no, no. I like the way, yes, you, yes. I do uh-huh. hate that it's on the bottle, but I love the script and I wait, I love the way the word looks. I agree. Yeah. That, that to me is like part of what I like about it. But I don't know that I love, as a name, Lolita Land. It's actually hard to say. Try to say it. Well, we will. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that was her best attempt, everyone. <laughs> so. No, but it's, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. No. 
but is perfume it's the name of a perfume supposed to and it's like to me it gives like enough of like imagination and i wish it I wish I still had the box that it came in because the box is so beautiful. Do you throw away your boxes? Yeah. I do too, Chloe. Who has the time and who has the space? Some of them are really pretty. I agree. I actually have a few. And this one is actually gorgeous. Can I show you what this one looks like? Sure. I have a few in my closet that I keep in just like a pit of hell, but some people keep their bottles in the boxes and display them that way. To me, that's no. so nerdy, like action that. figure, like, yeah. Ew. Cause the thing is like, I used to be, I, when I was, when I was a little kid, I was a Barbie girl. I was mm. very Barbie pilled. I, but I fucking played with, I, I, all of my Barbies were like weird Barbie. They were like fucking fully drawn on and like whatever. I would cut the hair the fuck I off. I cut the hair the fuck off. Everyone got a lob. You get a lob and you get a lob and you get a lob. But like, I just was like, I knew friends that had Barbies on display. Like they were like, no, 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 we don't touch her. No, she stays on the shelf. Give me a break. And I'm like, ugh grow up grow up or don't (laughs) or don't like live a little though yeah exactly okay so this is what the graphic looks like it's like rousseau it's so pretty babe it's okay it's so pretty (laughs) but it's like it's like imagine that like cubed imagine that on all sides oh wait okay look imagine this in three chloe's showing me an image being like imagine this in three dimensions (laughs) no i can picture it yeah (laughs) my imagination's quite rich i was talking last night with rosie about there's an effect that you can do in cap cut like video editor where you can turn a photo into a cube And we're, I mean, that's a very iMovie. I love Cube. I love Cube too. Cube is good. Anyway, okay, so what's the rating for the name? What did you give the? B. I give it a A minus because I like it. I, I like it too. Ultimately, like I like it. it too, but contextually, I think it's not quite there. Yeah. I would have gone back to the drawing board myself. It is the best. Lolita Olympica name, I think, because like there the other ones are just like Lolita Olympica, Lolita Olympica, mm. and like O Masculine. I prefer O Masculine. I like Lolita Land. Mm. I was I was like in the combination of the name and the bottle and everything like drew me to wanting to try this. Mm-hmm. So I can't totally say that that was not part of it. If you are someone, I was intrigued. If you're someone who remembers what that zebra cheapy bubblegum smells like and you like that, you'll love this. I got to say, yeah, like my overall sort of feeling about it is that if you want to add an inexpensive, pretty, very sweet, Mm. um, but like still interesting scent with a gorgeous tchotchke-esque bottle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to your collection. I really recommend it. Okay. Okay. Can I go now? Yes. I'm so excited. Yes, you fucking impatient bitch. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited for you to smell this one. Okay. Chloe, I've been keeping this from you. Babe. And it's been really, really hard. Liar, liar, pants on fire. It's been really hard. Okay. I'm going to have you extend. Okay. She's out. Okay. Don't look. Ooh, this is pretty. It's cool. 
it's it's incredibly sweet as well as it so happens it is also very sweet yeah so what's that about like the correlation between bottles we love and sweet fragrances because we like sweet little things yeah this is ooh, i love this i love it too you know what this is kind of giving me like my first sort of impression of it Mm. i think that i could like delve in and pick out other notes but my first impression of it is like pear that's the that's the note for sure Oh, this is the prettiest like pear note I've ever smelled, I think. And I pear, you're right on the money. And I get like warm cooked, like mm-hmm. stewed pear. Yeah. Syrupy. No, but it also has like, yeah, yeah. As, now that you say that, I'm like, yes. My first impression was kind of like a, like a. More fresh. Just, like a more fresh, like just ripe pear where it's like a little mm. hard still. Mm. Ooh, this is gorgeous, actually. I'm so glad you love it. I need this. I'm so glad you love it. Ooh. So it has, um, because it has wow. that spicy. It has some spices, too. It has, like, cinnamon and whatever. I, I think that the stewed of it all makes more sense when I consider those elements. Precisely. And it has, it's a very syrupy vanilla. Yeah. So between the syrupy vanilla wow. and the spices, I think it is like a pear dessert and like a long cooked, soft, smushy. Yeah. It's definitely like pears in syrup. It's almost confrontationally sweet. I mean, both of these are but wildly sweet. I don't know how to say this and like feel free obviously to disagree because it'd be a free country. But with the Lolita... You expect it to be sweet because yeah. it's it because it's cotton candy. Mm-hmm. This other fragrance that I just sprayed is pear dessert. Mm-hmm. For me, I would almost expect it to be like warmer, more grounded, go a little bit more savory. Yeah, but it's it sweet for sure. But it's like. It does. It don't have to be as sweet as it is. No, but there's something about that 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 I like. Well, what's your overall relationship to sweet? I am favorable. Yeah, I think that that's like a big thing. That like when you're assessing whether you can like, I I've had this thing before where like I know people that just do not like sweet scents. They don't or they say they don't? I think that they really, some people really don't. Because this is, you know, this, because I, I want you to continue, but this is the thing that wine people say. Yeah. is like, everyone's just like, you go to a restaurant and everyone's like, I'll have a red, but like nothing sweet. I hate sweet wine. Sure. And then one of our wine friends will pour a glass that's incredibly sweet. And the person's like, I love it. Of course. People have these hangups about sweet, about vanilla, about patchouli, whatever. Exactly. But you think ultimately there is a type of person who wants... I really think that there are some people that like only respond to like wet earth mm-hmm. or, you know, green plants mm-hmm. or whatever other thing that has no hint of sweet. Yeah. I was actually with someone smelling through my perfume collection and they were like, oh, what's this over there? And they picked up one that I was like, oh, that's very gourmand. Like, have fun with that. And they sprayed it and they're like, nope, not for me. And I, I get it because it was like everything that they were gravitating toward. Like I showed them Chevalier Vert. Do you see me getting pissed off right now? I showed them Chevalier Vert, which is like, you know, wilted arugula. And they were like, yum. So 
when people say that they don't like gourmands, I'm like, so you just hate joy? I genuinely think that like there is a palate that is just not sweet. But what about this? It's like, yeah, I can understand the idea of like, I wouldn't want to wear that. I wouldn't want to smell like that. But you don't want to be delighted by something that smells like freshly baked cookies. Girl, you're preaching to the choir with me because I'm like, of course I fucking do. It bought, like, I'm just like, get a life. But you know what I actually thought about that's on this tip yesterday? Mm. This is great because I was meaning to loop back around to this yeah. thought. I was wearing a perfume that I don't want to say what. Because, because you want to bring it. It's, yeah. yeah. I was wearing this perfume, though, that was just like sweet and gourmandy. And that's what it was doing. Yeah, my scrummers. And I was like, wait a minute. Is perfume not unlike cooking in the like salt, fat, acid, heat kind of way? Mm. Where like you're kind of balancing these elements. And like if you don't have any like acid or whatever. Like I sometimes when I'm cooking, I'm a bad cook. Like canonically. I, I, I blink in silence. <laughs> so when I cook, I sometimes gravitate toward making like just really salty food that is just like salty and it doesn't have like dimension and sure. depth because I'm not like playing with like like vinegar or like whatever. Well, that sounds scary when you put it like that. I, but the thing is like, I like I, the food that I actually like when other people make it has that balance of salt, fat, Girl, acid, Listen, heat. I hear you. And yes, I, I, I see what you're driving towards. And I do think that there are perfumes where you smell them and you say, this is a beautifully balanced composition. And there's other perfumes yeah. that smell like a strawberry milkshake, which is never going to be a balanced composition. No. And we like it for that reason. But I guess I was like, I had this, I had this thought because I was out and about having worn this one that was kind of like, sugar cookie vibes. Mm -hmm. And I had been sitting next to someone who was wearing something like patchoulied out and like their sense, I thought really like carried so much more than what I was wearing. And I thought mine was like, had a, like a thinness and a flatness Mm -hmm. because it didn't have any of that like extra catch to it. Mm -hmm. And I noticed on myself, I'm like, Oh, if it's like, Something really woody really shows up on me. Something really deeply patchouli shows up on me. Okay, don't something. Be, okay, so uh, yes, I'm right there. The fuck with you. But if I but if I go into like a zone that I love, which is like vanilla, yeah, and it's all vanilla, I think it needs something of like a. I hear you. I anchor hear you. to weigh that down a little bit. I hear you. I I don't disagree with you. Though vanilla, I think is an interesting exception because vanilla is a little bit woody. Yeah. Well, and also vanilla is like a base note, which is there interesting. Is, yeah, vanilla has some depth. I was, don't be mad. You, me, and Maddie Kunkel are uh-huh. in a group text where we talk about perfume. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about a perfume that she purchased because I recommended it to her and it's a patchouli fragrance. And you said, la, 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 I don't want to be in this conversation because we have talked about doing a patchouli sode on nose candy. Mm-hmm. So don't talk about patchouli in front of me, girl. So I side texted her. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought you might be pissed about. Oh, no. Okay. I well, mean, I, you're, you're actually 
respecting my boundaries. So thank you. <laughs> so I side texted her, but we started talking about patchouli and we'll, we'll talk about this in the patchouli episode. Yeah. But fundamentally there are some materials where you can buy a cheap version or you can buy an expensive version. And while you can detect that some are made with more quality material, mm-hmm. the cheap version still is pleasant. And I think I will talk about it during the patchouli episode, but I think with vanilla, that's an important example of like, yeah, you can smell like a Tejota. We haven't even named any other perfumes on this episode for some reason. That's funny. I don't know why, but you can talk about a Tejota or like a a vanilla perfume that is Holy Grail, super expensive, super beautiful. But you can also do get a really fucking nice bath and body works or the best yeah. Victoria's Secret. Oh, yeah. Or the name at roll on, which 100%. was like 20 bucks. 100%. And it's like beautiful vanilla bean. Gorgeous. Yeah. So I, but I, it's tricky. Like you're saying with something that's mm-hmm. sugar cookie, something mm-hmm. that's fruity, something like things that go gourmand. It is hard to get something that feels yeah. like very lush and full and, and balanced and balanced. Yeah. I think it's just like, I'm realizing for myself that like I sometimes feel like I'm showing up as the most interesting version of myself Mm. when I'm wearing something that has more like dimensions to it. But it's annoying because I love those fragrances. 100%. And I feel like I'm actually, I gravitate toward (laughs) fragrances that are in that zone more most of the time. Well, this is something that we, I mean, Let's rate this because yeah, let's do it. But I do want to say another thing, which is like I'm gay. This <laughs> I'd like to come out. Yeah. Um. No, this is something that we like talk about philosophically. Is perfume about experiencing as a moment in time mm-hmm. when you apply it and delighting in the pleasure of that experience, or is it about something that has like some longevity that you can experience over time. Yeah. And I think when you're able to recognize that both are beautiful and for something to have a degree of ephemerality doesn't make it inferior to something that has more longevity. And there's actually a lot of beauty and like meditation and that one moment of like anointing yourself with a fragrance. Totally. I think you free yourself. From the hysteria of longevity. I mean, it is just this thing where it's like, I have to turn off the part of my brain that wants to like control how other people perceive me. Because that's like a really interesting thing to think about is that like part of what you're doing with putting on perfume is like adding to the statement that you're making for the world to take in. But I love what you're saying. And I think about this. This is like a relationship that I think about all the time where it is like maybe that is the more important element of it to be alone, applying it, thinking like living in the moment, Mm. being fully present at the moment of application and like enjoying whatever that is. And then whatever carries out with you into the world is like, who cares? And I always used to feel like that about makeup. And I guess I still do feel like that mm, about makeup. I was going to say it's different than makeup. So I'm curious to hear what you have to no, say. No, because I always used to do this, ha- like have this philosophy and talk about this philosophy with makeup where it's like I spend hours doing it exactly the way I want it to look, mm-hmm. making it look like 
perfect. Mm -hmm. When I leave the house, if I get lipstick on my chin, if I get it like smeared, if I get whatever, I don't care. I'm living my life. It's anyone's guess how it's going to end up. I feel like I put it on in order to go and live my life in. And like life fucking happens, baby. And so I'm not that precious about it once it's on. I love that girl. I feel, I think that that's a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful way to look like a lens to look at it. But I do feel as you started talking, I was thinking about you because I know that you're my makeup girl. And there, when you're getting ready, mm-hmm. you're putting on your makeup, you're putting on your outfit. That is a slow transformation. I mean, unless you're doing an LBD and then you're sure. just like, I'm naked and now I'm like fabulous. Uh. <laughs> but there is like, there's like a temporality yeah. to the getting ready process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is so magical and beautiful about perfume is first you smell like nothing and then in a second mm-hmm. it's a cloud of like a beautiful fantasy. Let me see your halo, halo. I mean, isn't that yeah. so magical? There's such a magic in that moment of application. So totally. Like, uh, shout out to David. I've like talked about this conversation a lot on the pod, but Relique d'Amour, I'm still going back and forth as to whether or not I want to purchase a bottle um, because there's zero longevity. Mm. But there's something about Relique. When I w- went into Sempar, I was asking David, like, bro, do I just like bite the bullet and buy it? And he was like, Relique is not for longevity. It is for mm-hmm. having a moment with. And I think that there's like, I don't know, there's something so spiritual and individual yeah. about that. I mean, I have lately been spraying perfume on myself before I go to sleep. Hell yes. And it's really great. You have to. Again, I'm about to fucking literally turn my goddamn brain off. Mm -hmm. Well, but not, no, I, I completely, that's, that's actually how I see it for myself personally. But you know what I'm saying though? Dr. Freud. Like, like that's the that's the moment where I'm like the farthest away from being like out in the world, yes, basically. And I'm still enjoying that experience. So yes, we agree. And yeah. this is one of the most beautiful things on earth. The other thing though, I will say, you said something where I have to push back. Sure. The idea of I might be wearing a fragrance that, and like I'm paraphrasing, but the idea of like, I might be wearing a fragrance that maybe doesn't have like that well-rounded balanced thing, but Mm -hmm. there's something that I still like am delighted by and like enjoy about it. And that, and in entering like the world, I have to accept the fact that people may also recognize that it's like a little flat or thin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not like presenting myself in the best way because I'm not wearing this beautiful well-composed fragrance. We've talked about this on pod too. The idea that like, I truly believe, and I think fundamentally you believe this too, that you can rock a fragrance the same way you rock an outfit. Totally. Where maybe it's straight up smells bad. Yeah. But if you are into it and you have confidence when you're wearing it. Sell the garment. I think other people pick up on it. Yeah. And there's been so many times where I wear pink sugar and I'm just like, I know that this it's a fragrance that most people, if they smelled it in the bottle, they'd be like, yeah, yo. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into someone's car and they'll be like, yum, you smell like donuts. Exactly. Because I am loving smelling like a donut. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely I completely think that it is about the attitude with which you pull the thing off. An attitude of gratitude. Yes. I just yeah, I'm trying to like 
over time let go of the desire to be the like strongest smelling, best smelling person in the room. Yeah. No, I'm with you too. You know and I mean? that's, I wear Dracar Noir a lot. I'm pointing to the bottle across the room. I wear Dracar Noir a lot where I'm just like, this is a scent that I know a lot of people don't like. Mm-hmm. I, it's very inexpensive and it's very masculine. I don't think I'm going to be attracting yeah. a straight guy with this. And I love to smell like $1.50 Irish spring soap from Rite Aid because it's a comforting scent for me. Yeah. Let's go. Period. I mean, yeah. Last night, Rosie, uh, we were in the bathroom and she pulled out her grenade solely notes. Which smells so good on her. And everyone was raving about it. It's really cool. It's really great. But if you, did you bring it on pod? I haven't brought it on pod. No. I think I would have given it a low rating just smelling it out of the bottle. Probably. But she rocks it. She rocks it. It's so beautiful berry on her. It smells amazing. I was going crazy yeah. at KFM smelling yeah. her. And she, like, it smells so good on her. It's so, like, well, I'm I'm so proud of myself for, like, hitting it out of the park you with that. You killed it with that gift. Like, it is just such a her fragrance. So her. It's perfect. Anyway... Back to what's on my wrist. Well, now we're in dry down territory, but you remember the opening. I do. I do. The opening, I loved. I'm going to give it an A. Me too. That pear. I love that it started. The first like whiff was that really, it was almost like, you know, like what the, like the Asian pears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was mostly, it was even like that originally. So you were getting barely ripe. Barely ripe. That's cool. Like hard. It's hard for me to go there because I associate this so much with like Mm -hmm. a pear tart or something. Well, but now, and then pretty quickly it cooled down into like, you know, syrup and cinnamon and stewed pear. Can I say, I love that this is the second time you've said it on the app. You've, Instead of saying dry down, you've said cool down. Cool down. I love, well, that's because kind of like new year, new me. That's kind of yeah. fitness of us. <laughs> yeah. So I loved that shift. Yeah. Um, it, I don't even know if I would call that the dry down though. Cause it was like the first part of it was so quick and then it like became that well, Chloe, now you're kind of like letting the cat out of the bag, which is like, we can't actually talk about dry down on the pod. Like, well, would, sure. You know, because yes, sure. this is going, we'll have a very different experience with this in half an hour. But even now, I think it smells different than it did. True. In true. That I, first... To be fair, what you're experiencing now is pretty true to the dry down at the yeah. end of the day. This is what I was going to say. Like, I feel like right now is what feels like dry down would be. Yeah. This on my wrist at this very second, feels so angel. Do you not get that? There is some note in this that is definitively angel. I've never thought about it, but you're right. What is that note? Sweet. To my nose, that's what I'm... But there's like a specific flavor of sweetness that is the same as... It's like a fruit to me. What I think you're picking up on is, is it like lychee? a. I get like fruit cocktail. Yeah. What are the notes like from canned Angel? fruit cocktail? I know we've done this a million times, and it's like like coconut, extremely kitchen sink. Yeah, it's coconut patchouli. 
Okay, hold on. I'm Chocolate. Gonna, I feel like it's very important for us to like really review. Because she I, comes up so much. While you're looking, I will say that I give the opening. I said A. Yeah, I'm, I give the opening an A too. And I give the dry down an A. Okay. So, God, fucking Angel has so many notes. Top notes, cotton candy, coconut, cassis, melon. Melon, maybe. Cassis. Yeah. Melon's something that I don't Red berry. Okay, the things that are possible to me that I want us to, like, keep sniffing and smell. I think it might be pineapple that I'm thinking of, TBH. This is the hand that I smoked a cigarette with, and it smells so good with this perfume. Love that. I think it might be pineapple that I'm responding to. Maybe. I, I, I Similarly, yes, I'm right there with you with Angel. I've never picked up on that before. I think it's like a syrupy fruit thing, just generic yeah. fruity. I mean, it, the thing is, there's so many notes. I mean, I'm not even going to continue reading the Angel notes because there's so many. Well, but I will say to you, babe... When I went on um, Lillian Stevens' pod, we read a book called In Search of Perfume by uh-huh. Dominique Roque. And he talked about Olivier, though not by name. Weird. It was so odd. He Kinda didn't rude. reference any of the perfumers by name in the book. Um, but he worked for IFF or Fermanish or whatever. I can't remember which one it was, but he worked for one of like the Swiss big perfume yeah. places. Um, as the person who would go and collect the raw materials Mm. and he, or like had a relationship with the different people who did the raw materials in different countries and stuff. But he talked about Angel and he said famously, you will not believe this, Angel is a famously simple composition. And apparently per Dominique, there are only 20 raw materials in the composition. Okay. And it smells like the most cuckoo. Yeah, cuckoo bananas. Like there's more than anything that anyone but needs. But we experienced Attack of Disley and experienced a rich complexity of elements You're in right. that. And that is just labdanum. You're right. So, Which we know there's got to be some other stuff. Well, sure. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's but yes. Like, the degree of complexity that's present in any one of those things can mean whatever. So I, I, I think that that makes some sense to me, but it's also surprising. It's shocking. Um, dry, okay, initial I gave an A for this. Dry down, it feels like kind of discount angel to me. Um, so dry down, I'm going to give like a B plus. I give the dry down an A to... But I will say, can we be perfumers for a sec? Yeah. I I like that it doesn't have this, but I think one thing that would make it smell more expected Mm -hmm. is if there were some incense in the composition. Yeah. It would cut through the sweetness. It would lend some warmth and balance and complexity. But I think it's very bold to go full like saccharine desserts. It's so interesting because I think that both of these two fragrances that we brought could use a little bit of the mm-hmm. salt, fat, acid, heat mm-hmm. philosophy. Mm-hmm. And like it, they, both of these compositions could use, and this is where layering comes into the picture. Cause like I could layer this with a fucking acrosmoke. Well, this or, is where I've learned from you because I used to be a true like f- fundamentalist. Yep. And I was just like, 
only like a perfume purist, is de- a yeah. purist. A perfume is designed to be experienced as is. How insulting. Right. <laughs> to lay- And you've been a layer queen since day one. Period. And I, so I think it was working at some bar too. When you're just smelling so many different things at once, you're just like, well, unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of there for seven hours. So you're just like, well, let's play like finger painting. Sure. And I have gotten more into layering. And this is one that I think like this with like an acro smoke mama. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. I want to layer this with, um, I have smoke with lamp black. Oh, you're wild. I'm kooky. You're kooky. I'm kooky spooky. Kooky booky. <laughs> okay, what do we got here? We got lamp black. Should we rate longevity before we get into play? Yeah, gas. I mean, I'll tell you what the longevity is, but gas. I would guess that it's not great. I think it lasts forever because it has that deep dark. It's hard to say because it does. The thing is, it has that resemblance to angel that an angel is like. A forever. I think that's the patchouls and angel that really sticks to. That's my theory. Yeah, but this has some of the DNA of angel, and I feel like it's like I would. I, I can understand why it would last forever. Yeah. Knowing that, I give that an A. Like that's what I would want it to do. Me too. So A's all around from me. A's all around. Are you excited to see what it is? I would love to see. And then we spray and play. I would also, I would also like to say, candidly, mm-hmm. I didn't buy it for the bottle. Oh. However, I knew I wanted this perfume, and the bottle is added bonus. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh! Ooh! Look at this little bitty. It's a Jean Paul Gaultier. Uh huh. And it's called La Belle. She is fucking tooching her little booty the fuck out. Is that beautiful? Gorge. Okay, while you describe, I'm going to um, go get the box because the box is also okay. iconic. So this is the classic like Jean-Paul Gaultier, uh, you know, person-shaped bottle. This is in the shape of a gorgeous, gorgeous lady. She's got... A very hourglass figure. <laughs> She's serving body yaddy yaddy. She's serving cone bra. It's like it's very much like um, a phantom thread dress form. Uh huh. Yeah, it's giving dress form. It's like the head is the sprayer. Oh my god! So Maddie has just affixed the bottle <laughs> to. A little stand of red velvet. <laughs> so the Jean-Paul Gaultier boxes all look the same and they look like, it's like a, a can. can. Like, like a tall boy. It looks like Campbell's soup can, yeah. like a tin can, which is, he's just such a fucking genius. Yeah. Um, so the bottle looks like a can. And then when you open the can, it's almost like a stash box. The bottom comes out and it's um, a little stand for the perfume. It's like a little stage. It's a little stage. I mean, I completely see why you brought this for. It's beautiful. I brought it, I bought it for the bottle. It's beautiful. And this, I don't know if you said this while I was grabbing the can, but there's um, the coloration. Oh, I didn't describe the coloration. It is this beautiful ombre where it's mm-hmm. almost, it's like 
deep, deep purple, almost black at the top. And it fades into this like transparent wine color. Some might even say a balayage. <laughs> what did Maddie say? I forgot. Week? I was she trying was to remember. So cute. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful ombre. I, I think it's the bottle is gorge. And don't you think like this woman has the vagina she deserves? Yeah. Like it's the bottle fits the frag Honey. so perfectly. Yeah. She got a designer vagina, baby. She paid for that. Yeah. And it was worth every penny. Look how cute that is. She's gorge. Baby, is she expensive? Not at all. Actually, kind of. I th- I put it on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom got it for me for my birthday. And I think it was like 80 or something. But I got a smaller bottle. I think this is 30 ml. Or so this is La Belle. It's called La Belle. And... And it's Le Parfum. I There's yeah. um, a toilette and I wanted the parfum. Okay. Interesting. And so had you smelled this before asking for it? I think so. When it came out, I had an awareness of it because it only came out a few years ago. That's what I was going to ask next, actually. It was like when this is from. It only came out a few years ago. It came out during COVID, I think. And... I knew that the perfumer was a Monsieur Bish. So knowing that Quentin Bish did a Jean-Paul Gaultier frag Mm -hmm. and also knowing that the notes were kind of syrupy pear and vanilla, I was just like game over. So I want to look up the actual notes that Mm. Fragrantica Mm. claims. Claims. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 Okay, so La Belle Le Parfum. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. It was launched in 2021, created by Quentin Bish and Sonia Constant. Top note is pear. Middle notes are tonka bean and jasmine. Base note is vanilla. Wow. I feel like we really hit the nail on the head. And according to Fragrantica, the pros are warm and seductive, sensual and feminine, long-lasting and high quality. Cons... Too sweet or cloying for some. Yes. Overpowering or sickeningly sweet. And fruit notes not to everyone's liking. Well, if you try to please everyone, how are you going to win? So it's interesting. Yeah, like the pear is so... Pear is tricky because, I mean, Chloe, tell me if you agree with this. Pear, I very much associate with Bath and Body Works Middle School. Same. So it's tough to do a sophisticated pair. And I yeah. think he really did, he did it. that. He did it. Does I, not mix with smoke at all. I think it's pretty disgusting, actually. Oh, no. So that doesn't work. I guess I'm going to try lamp black. Yeah, try it with lamp black. Wishing myself luck. Because lamp black has so much going on. I'm, I'd be so curious. And lamp black is so cool. And this is so warm. I think this is good. It's got to like really. Okay. It's wet as hell. Mm. Oh my God. Last night I, I sat in a wet chair and had just like a huge stain of like Tula water. butt cheeks. I was like, oops, I sharted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, rockers. I mean, that's very rock. Yeah. Well, it's more rock and roll than to shart. <laughs> I ask you. I ask of you. I actually like this a lot. I think it's like pretty. And you're, I hope you agree. No, girl, it smells like this, too. There's a little pear. There's a wee bit of pear. But I also just like lamp black. So. I <laughs> love lamp black. Oh, by the way, y'all, 
go to Fizzotic. I hope that he's still doing it. He has a Wabi Sabi sale right now. Ooh. You get three soaps, heavily discounted. They're not in boxes, and he picks which soaps you get. Cute. And they're like a little bit irregular. Cute. He's so cool. So, okay. Bottle design. A... I'm going to give it an A instead of an A plus because I do think that with the OG... I'm going to give it an A also. I think with the OG Jean-Paul Gaultier for women, that frosted, mm-hmm. uh, quote, nude colored bottle, I think that they really nailed it with this, with that. And though that references it, you can't replicate perfection. Yeah. I think that like my A is like... I give it an A for bottle also. Mm. I love the can. I love the little stage. Mm. Like those are incredible. Mm-hmm. The can is also a gorgeous mint color, which I love. The can just rocks. It and rocks. it's just Jean-Paul Gaultier in his iconic like stamped font. It's that's, so cute. That's like a box I would never throw away. Okay. Ever. Cool. And the bile itself, I feel like I'm wanting to love it. Mm. and I don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and I felt like that about the body like the mannequin body John Paul Gaultier's in general where I'm like I want to think that that's so amazing and I don't love it love it oh I'm so surprised do you remember seeing them growing up like of course people's moms had them I think that there's something very like it's extremely like an iconic choice as a brand. Mm-hmm. It's very Gautier. Like very. it's very on brand. Very. I don't know. It just doesn't like fully like light me personally up. I think it, I, I feel you. I think it captured my imagination literally as a girl, just seeing like mm-hmm. my friend's pretty moms had it on their vanities. And I was just like, Oh, it's like a doll. Yeah. I love that. So I, yeah. that excited me. And I think there's still that like dopamine thing that like lights up in my brain when I see it. So we weirdly both brought ones that are like little toys for little girls. What's it say about us? We're little girls. Little babies. Little babies. Little Muppet babies. We need to play with our toys. (laughs) I mean, yes. I will say it is interesting. Like, I think that both of us have an appreciation for like whimsy and kitsch. And girly shit. And girly shit. Yeah. And like are not overly precious and snobby about like high tone shit. We're not like other girls. I mean, but that's like a thing though. Like I I do think that there's within the world of perfume, like there are people who would be like, Oh, well I only want it if it smells like if if I only want a bottle, if it looks like it costs me like $500 that I am having a, I feel nauseous hearing you say those words because those people want and your by Killian bottle, I think, is actually really beautiful. I agree, but you know the bl- by Killian bottles that just look like a flask and they're black, and who cares? Mm-hmm. That's what that person means when they say I want, or they want the Tom Ford, which is just yeah. like, yeah, like whatever. Sure. It's ubiquity now. I'm like so fucking tired of it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, like if we were to think about ones that like signify money, yeah. I would say it's like Tom Ford. Frederick Mall. Creed. Creed. I just feel like it it makes me upset that there are people that don't get to like freaking 
enjoy a little. I know. A little something kooky. This, and it's kind a of. A little whimsy. But babe, I think this is why neither of us are really that attracted to like Maison Francois Carajan. Yeah. Because that bottle to me, and by the way, those fragrances are beautiful. Yeah. But that bottle to me signifies a specific type of person who's such a snob mm-hmm. that it doesn't make me want to go through the collection and experience them. Amouage is the same. Like it's just oh, this, yeah. it's that certain type of person that gravitates towards them. And I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah. But they're great fragrances. There's no reason for it. Totally. I mean, but this is the thing. Bottle design, bottle design. fucking matters. Yes, it does. Yes, and it does. that's what's so weird about this whole thing is that it's like you're, I'm so glad that we have this matrix of qualities to Mm -hmm. rate on because it is truly all about the mixture of all of these things. All of that. And the other thing that we keep saying without saying is bottle design doesn't exist in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. So like the Maison Francois Carajan, am I even saying that right? I never, I never say these words, but those MFK bottles, I don't even think that they're poorly designed. I don't think that they're aesthetically not good looking, but because we associate them with a certain type of person, they become irritating. I mean, it's like Byredo. I'm like, I never personally want to see another Byredo bottle again, Mm -hmm. but is that, can I say that that design sensibility is not like refined Mm -hmm. and like carefully chosen and like reflective of, tasteful sensibilities, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's signifying tasteful sensibilities in such a way. Sure. Of course. But is it like what I like? I would take a Lolita Lampica little kitschy tchotchke bottle a million times over a Byredo bottle. Of course. It's not even calculable how much I want that more. But do you think there is a type of person who's like, I want the Byredo look. I want the MFK look. Obviously. What are... <laughs> you swallowed. <laughs> who who are they? People we know, babe. And those people... They walk among us. They walk among us. And what kind of choices are they making with fashion? Girl, see, this is the thing. Well, let's talk about it. This is a three-hour pod, by the way, so buckle up. Buckle the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, now the pod's starting. <laughs> Um, I really do think that there's, I was talking with my boss, uh, the other day about the fact that like, she was talking about her mom and she was like, yeah, it's so interesting. My mom just like wants certain things because like they're status symbols among her friends. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I need to get this bag. And Which she, we're like that too in a different. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Sure. I'm definitely not trying to exempt myself from that yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. But I do sometimes have these feelings of like. I really wish that like everyone could get to a place of like whimsy and fun with like everything where it's like with fashion, I'm like, I have expensive shit. I have fucking cheap shit. I have shit that's like all over the gamut. Like Mm -hmm. I really have character outfit things. I have, you know, things that really like make me feel things I have like emotional connections to. And it's the play. It's the play. Of mixing and matching and like doing the thing that feels contextually right for the occasion, for the for the moment, et cetera, that is what's so like invigorating about it. And I talk to so many people who are just so like, oh my God, it's such a like 
it's, it's like, I hate getting up and choosing my outfit. You know, like people who really fucking are like trolled by that experience. Mm. And I'm like, girl, why can't you just have fun with it? I know. It's interesting. I mean, we obviously have like very different approaches to fashion. However, sure. I have, have such an appreciation for your like character building. Yeah. I am more uniform pilled, but I also will switch up the uniform. Yeah. Because it is so much of like the personality that I'm feeling in a particular moment. Totally. And it is for me, I feel my best when I feel like I look like I'm doing something that is unique. Totally. To me. I just genuinely feel like people, I know people that are like trying to avoid making a choice. They're literally like, it pains me to make a choice about this. It pains me to make a choice and I don't want to, (laughs) here's my favorite. I don't want to look like I tried too hard. Right. Get a life. Life is designed to be lived. Right. And the thing that people, I think, it, what's so frustrating to me about that like perception and mentality mm. is everyone is like making choices mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like, why not have a sense of enjoyment Whatever direction that takes you in. I agree. Literally whatever direction that takes you in. I'm right there with you. Have like fun and play and like get into it in a way. And that's what obviously we always talk about wanting to encourage people to feel with fragrance too, where it's like have a fragrance wardrobe that lets you access different moods, that lets you access different characters, that lets you play Mm -hmm. or have one fragrance that makes you feel like that lights you up in this way. Mm -hmm. But for the love of God, have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, please play and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I know. This is like, babe, this is why I get, I have like dear friends in my life who are just like, help me find a fragrance. I really like things that mm-hmm. smell like natural and botanical. And I don't doubt that they do. I don't doubt sure. that they're attracted to that. And that, but the idea of like everything else, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like, do you not enjoy it or are you just not giving yourself the opportunity to be charmed mm-hmm. by something that is outside of what you consider to be sophisticated or adult or sort of like effortless or whatever you're coding that sort yeah. of like Aesop perfume to be? Exactly. I think with food, with like drinking and like indulgences in, you know, vice kind of things, yeah. like smoking, all these things people have these like ingrained codes of respectability that they stick to for themselves that they don't even necessarily consciously know that they're doing. And I think all of those things are sort of what's going on with like fragrance and makeup and clothes and those choices and people being like literally writing themselves out of a narrative where they could access certain choices. Like the amount of people that fucking come up to me and say like, Oh, I wish I could wear a red lip (laughs) bitch. You can wear, go do it. Go, here's the lipstick. Hit the bathroom. And if not a red lip, like maybe, maybe for whatever reason, you don't like the way it actually ends up looking on you, then try a fucking black lip, bitch. Try a fucking blue lip, but do some, make a bold choice, you know? That that you find pleasure and satisfaction. Yeah. I'm like getting so heated. No, girl, I agree with you because ultimately soon we're going to be dead. Yeah. So be respectable and dead. Yeah. See how that feels. And the thing is, it's just like, you know, you really do. I think having people close to me pass away and like seeing, 
dead bodies, which we've talked about before. Yes, we have. Just you and I. Oh, wait, we haven't talked about that on pod? I don't think we've talked about it on pod. I don't think we need to. No. But having that experience really, I felt like, brought very close to home. It, It keeps at the forefront of my mind the knowledge that, like, the body is a vessel that we inhabit for a limited period of time. Mm-hmm. And when we shuck it off, the spirit, you know, does other things, yes, remains active in the world. But the vessel of the body is one that we only get a really finite amount of time with. And so the way that we spend that time should be as like loving and playful and luxurious as it possibly can be. And this is me, like, that's hyper... I'm a Leo Stellium. Like, of course I fucking... If you want to like luxuriate and yeah, I guess that's true. Is this like so fire sign of us to have these fundamental like core beliefs? I don't know. I feel like Leo, like a Leo advocating for like a Dionysian philosophy is like not surprising. I do think, um, but it's also very Apollonian, your philosophy. I do think that there's something about like having an experience with culture and an inner relationality where all of these references you hold with you, you're in dialogue with, it's being a person out in the world versus the idea of like, you know, I'm like my little like cardboard cutout Mm -hmm. doll of like the version of what being an adult is supposed to look like. It's such a like Pleasantville life in gray experience. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, that's not the way I live. That's how it seems. From the outside? Outside. Yeah. Wow. That was quite a... (laughs) Heated up. We got started. Did we finish our rating of this? Did we do the name? No. Name. For JPG? La Belle. La Belle. I think it's like, again, within the context of like looking at this bottle, knowing what it smells like, knowing the brand, etc. Yeah, it's very like serviceably, yeah. I, 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 I kind of give it like a B plus. What else about it though? What do you mean? What do you mean? Patty LaBelle? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dare we say? <laughs> Patty LaBelle? Yeah. Uh, well. She's an icon. She's an icon. Kitchy, kitchy, yeah, yeah, da. I was just thinking of her like, where are my background singers? I give the name an A because to me it's indicative of the fact that it's syrupy sweet. Yeah. It's like girly. I don't know why. And I'm trying to, th- it means like the beautiful yeah. in French. And I'm trying to like think about why to me it evokes all of those things. I just think it's a really good name for the perfume. Yeah. I give it a B plus. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Did I give it an A? Or uh, you give it an mind? A. Okay. Yeah. So, and on that note, I guess we're at the end of our episode. Wow. We'll be back, babe. Well, I guess until next time. There's only one thing left to say. Smell, Smell you later. later.